after about a, oh, I don't know, four, almost nearly four-month hiatus, John and I are back talking golf, talking gambling on golf, talking about uh, the mental game, the planning approach to golf. We, we touch on decade. We touch on, um, you know, what we've been doing, I guess, personally in golf as well as coaching golf. So lots, lots to cover. Uh, and we touch on the memorial coming up and who we like. So, um, hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening, of course, and uh, continuing to follow us. And we hope to keep things going on a more consistent basis this summer. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Faded Golf Podcast. Uh, we are on uh, Season 3, Episode 9. It's been a minute. Uh, last episode was February 12th. Uh, we've had a number of people ask us, is the pod done? Are you guys doing it anymore? What's going on? John, are we still doing the pod? I'm here. Hey, <laughs> we're doing the pod. <laughs> yes. So um, the answer is yes. The, uh, the, other, the other answer is, um, or to maybe the question is, are we still doing it? Maybe why the hiatus? Life happened. Um, life comes at you fast, <laughs> says Ferris. Um <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I do think that uh, with the ages of our kids, with the obligations we have, whether it be with work, family, whatever, um, it, has been, it has been challenging to do what we have typically done when we record this, and that is, that is later evenings during the week, right? So we'll get together on a, at 8.30, 9 o'clock, whatever, on a weeknight, and after you've been coaching golf or driving back and forth from tennis practice or what what have you, working, whatever you're doing, having work meetings, you know, it, maybe it hasn't been in the cards the last uh, few months. However, we have total ambitions to keep this going. Uh, I've tried to keep some things going because, um, you know, whether it be just talking about gambling on golf to just like little things I witness in golf, I've been trying to do a few things on Instagram and on Twitter and some things like that. But as the pod it goes, it hasn't look our passion for you know love of the game or you know just hasn't talking wav- of, talking about talking shit hasn't wavered hasn't wavered. It's just getting the time to record it. Yeah, we'll, we'll make a commitment to it. It'll happen. It'll keep yeah, going. and I, I think what we also found too, and maybe this was some feedback. Or just feelings we even had ourselves is that having other voices on is always um, a little bit more energizing for the show. Um, week to week, just us talking about our experience with or our thoughts on golf isn't always the best or most entertaining thing, even for ourselves. So we figured, well, if it's not really entertaining for ourselves to just hear ourselves talk, then it probably is like we are today. Correct. But we are, by the way, we're solo today, but we're just trying to rekindle some things here. But um, I think in the long run, we recognize, hey, we want to get some people on. And, and maybe it's just random, again, like amateur friends of ours that come on and we have conversations with them about what's going on in their game, what they're working on, those kind of things. And maybe that can be interesting to folks because I, I do as, as maybe I've gotten and I've gotten more into golf Twitter uh, probably in the last few months, too, since being off this and trying to follow 
there are a lot of people out there that live in golf Twitter that they're working on their games. They have like just as big a passion as we do for this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're fi- trying to find answers. I, f- I follow these groups on Facebook, and there's people that post their swings or they're looking for tips on what clubs they should get, this, that, or the other. And I'm like, you don't. It's there are so many people that are into this game. You don't. It's crazy. You don't take if you have any type of passion for this game. You are wanting to improve. You're wanting to get better. Yep. You're wanting things to. So there's if you're gonna have interest in this podcast, you're gonna want to better your game. And that, I th- that's that, why we started it, though, right? I mean, we didn't want to talk about why the pros are so awesome. We wanted to talk about like everyday guys trying to win club championships and shit like that. Yeah. Or you know, you know, even if you let's say you don't think that the club championships within your sites, just because. You know, you yeah, just but, started the but, game. But breaking 90 is and yeah. breaking 80 is. But that's your club championship. Absolutely. That's why handicaps in golf, you know, as much as sometimes we hate them, are really good for the game. Because sure. if they're true, not sandbagging bullshit, which we have to deal with all the time. But if you got topic, a guy. Topic for another day. If you got a guy that's like a true 15 yeah. handicap. I don't mind 15s. 15s don't bother me. Yeah, he's got a true 15. You, well, tens bother you that can choose seventy two. Those will bother you, dude. The, anybody who's seven to ten, I, I I have a hard time being friends with you. Well, <laughs> a seven to ten at Chatham is somebody I can have a like a predictor on. But if you get a ten handicap, let's say at a, you know, let's say they're at Prairie View, and they come here, oh god, that's a problem. Oh yeah, that's a real problem. Yeah, you're. You're in trouble. You're gonna just put your, well, actually, just get well, your. Well, because they're gonna end up get getting, your donations. They're out. they're gonna end up getting twelve or thirteen here, and you're done. You're absolutely done. And they'll probably break eighty. Yeah, from the member tees. Yeah. Our member tees are a joke. Uh, that's that's a whole other topic. Yeah, but we could talk about the, you know we're I know I'm jumping around. It, it's been a while. It has been. It's been a while. It has been. So topics we like coming to, top, topics we like to talk about today. Um, I like to talk about gambling on golf. I would like to talk about... Which um, Marcus is obsessed with. But, right. uh, definitely. Um, I would like to talk... So that's our... That's now... We Instead of talking about pro golf, now we just talk about gambling on pro golf. That's our new thing. We're just going to well, talk you know about what? what we like. A Wednesday night is actually a good time... It's perfect. ...to do this because we can give our picks of the week. I've already posted them on our Instagram page. So, yeah, I'm ready to go. Do you even know I do that? You probably do. Um... I knew you did. I didn't know you did it every week. I give you my. I give you the winner, the in the mix, and the flyers every week. I've been doing it since. Well, basically since uh, Max Homo, <laughs> which was my big. That was my big win. But hey, so fine. I'm going on DraftKings right now. Yep. You know, well, let's look. Wait, I know well, you want to talk about a few topics, but this is more fun. No, we're gonna start here. We're gonna start here, and then we'll this move on to fun. some other stuff because so, there's good stuff going on in golf. John right Rahm's the favorite, really. He won last year, which is stupid. Why would you bet on it's the dumbest? It's it's the dumbest odds, dumbest bet. He he's just had a kid. He hasn't been playing great. Like uh, terrible, terrible. That's, that's not that's not good. Victor Hovland, why is he there? I mean, he's I like him, but why is he the second? He's, he's been playing well. And Justin Thomas never ever leaves the top three. I every week. 
I just these are they just know how to make money. Well, but, so so you have to understand like the odds are also based on how people are betting, right? So if if people a lot of people are betting on Bryson's these guys, a good bet. eighteen uh, plus eighteen hundred. That's it, a good bet. I mean, I, I mean out of the list. However, Bryson never plays well here, and he's been driving the ball like a dickhead. <laughs> he has been. Dude, the data sh- says right now he's only hitting like fifty five percent of fairways. That's great that he hits it along, but it's 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 not actually kind of hurting him right not now. And there, it's not going to help him. No. So you want? I think you want good drivers of the golf ball, good putters. I do still like kind of Rom to a degree. Um, you know, I've been hot on Corey Connors because I think his swing is just. It's probably one of the prettiest golf swings on tour right now. He is the most. Um, it is. I agree with that. I think he's the, the closest guy to Tony Finau, though. That's my feeling. With as him. far as like not being able to finish out a fucking tournament. Yeah. His <laughs> yeah. game. His game is so good. Oh. So is Finau. Yeah. Finau too. But and here, your so, accolades are. Yeah. So if, if we're gonna go down my my list of the week, which I'll go to Instagram real quick because I've already picked them, and I know you haven't had a chance to look at it all. Um, I so. We'll back up a little bit. I don't like picking favorites. Uh, part of not picking favorites, um, which essentially are like the low odds guy or the the guys who have the the best odds, if you will, um, least odds, whatever you want to say, uh, to win. So like, no, I don't want to take Rom at like, you know, eight to one. Like that's terrible money. Like you put twenty bucks, you're going to eighty or something. Like that's terrible. You're talking so, gambling, though. I am talking gambling. So. When I when I'm picking from a gambling standpoint, and I'm going to put some money on some people, it's not going to be on the favorites necessarily. Now, because you got to put a high amount of money on them for a high return, and really, if you look at golf, is that winning takes some luck, right? So, what you want to try to do is actually pick some guys that you think might have a week. And what I try to do is I look at guys that have been playing well recently in recent weeks, and then I also look back historically, guys that have been playing well or have played it well in the past at that course. Those are my two factors that I look at, two main factors. Um, well, I've already seen a pick right here that I'm taking right now that's a good pick. Tell me. Uh, Patton. Patton Kazir. He's a good he, pick. He is, he is on my flyer list. So I'm, I'm putting him. He has, him, he I'm has putting fantastic right odds. Now. The guy lately, well, really – Gosh, for the last Dude, two 20, months. 20 bucks? 20 bucks right now? Yes. Wins me 2500 Exactly. You know what? He's a, he's a great buy. He's a great bet. Guess what? That bet's getting placed. Yeah. Absolutely. Right now. And you know why he's a great bet? That guy has the potential to go, like, low, low. If he's playing well, he goes really low. He has great low, like, rounds where he goes low. He, unfortunately, has some blow-up rounds. And when I say blow-up rounds in the PGA Tour, he shoots, like, 74 or 75. And unfortunately, if you go from shooting 65 one day to 75 the next day, it's not good. But if Patton puts together four rounds, he could win any tournament in a given week. And I, I love him. He's on my flyer list. Did you bet on him? Fuck yeah. Did you put 20? $23. That's my standard bet, $23. <laughs> I mean, I don't get like how he's close to like Charles Howell third like No, I don't either. I mean, especially is, with the way he's been playing. I know. Uh, Luke List is another guy who's played well. Um, at the memorial, um, and he also has some higher odds. He's my other flyer. I'm gonna kind of go backwards on this uh, Matt, list here. Matt Wallace is good. Bad. Um, 
Matt Wallace doesn't have bad odds. Uh, and then, but I'm going to go, so my in the mix, so my in the mix guys are usually guys that have been playing well, definitely guys that have played well at the course in previous years, but maybe I don't know if they're going to win. They could be a good top 20 or a top 10 bet for you, though. So if you're going to not pick winners and you want to maybe just put down uh, 10, 20 bucks to try to offset maybe some of your winner bets. So this is the way I do like top 10, top 20 bets. So if I put 23 bucks down on whoever to win, obviously I know I can win 2000 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever it is. But if I also put that same $20 bet down for them to place top 10, I could win my money back and then maybe even like double my money. So it's kind of like a hedging your bet kind of deal, but you're picking them on the top 20. I like these flyer bets for that. And so I got Spieth, Finau, Connors, uh, Smith, Connor, um, Cameron Smith, Brendan Todd, Streelman, and Scheffler. Those are my in-the-mix guys. I think they all got a chance to be top 20 type players. Um, if you wanted to pick them to win, like last week, I had Kokrak in my in-the-mix guys. If you picked them to win, I unfortunately put just a, like a top 20. So, I mean, I won like, woohoo, I won like 120 bucks off of them or whatever. But, like, guess what? It helped cover a few of those other $20 bets that I had on some other guys to win. I wish I would have put, I wish I would have bet him to win, but I didn't. So, um, but he was no one. one no one picked sense. that guy. Well, I picked him to be top 20. No, I mean, that's not, that's not right. a bet, but no one picked him to win. That was very difficult. No, what was his odds to win? He was actually higher up. I want to say he might've been like a, like a, a 30 to 40 to one type, type deal. You before know, the tournament and he's started. a guy, too, that just shows you like he's the always thing, been a good ball. The field, the field wasn't huge last week, so he, he reminded me of a guy. Um, um he almost kind of looked like him, too. Chad Campbell, yeah, do couldn't putt worth a shit, but, but was but a ball striker. Oh my god, and, and yeah. dude, well, and Kokrek bombs it, dude, it, but he's straight, yes. I mean, he's just—he's freaking—he's good. He's in yep. a decent iron. He's not a great iron player. But he's a good off the tee, yep. decent iron. But dude, he learned how to putt. Yeah. Well, hey, you have a week. We talked about that earlier. You know, like you start seeing lines and you start feeling it. God. He I mean, went. He changed stuff, though. They said he went and like committed to. Good. He changed it. He, he won two tournaments. He had one in twenty. What? How long he's been on the tour? Like fifteen years. No, no, no spring chicken. All right, so my winner of the week, he was a T3 last week, so this could be, this could be a tough one because he, 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 he played well, kind of didn't finish, but I've seen some glimpses here, and I really feel like if, if he could get four rounds together. Who he had, well, he had the low round last week, by the way, too. At, at, he shot 62. Char, Charlie Hoffman. Okay, I was going to guess, but I, I was... Oh, sorry. I was, I was um, I was gonna say uh, you. I was gonna say Leishman. Leishman. That was who I was. I thought you were gonna go with, no. but Hoffman did. Yeah, he. T three last week, played well. Had the low round. I'm like, he's gosh, so if he, he's if, so he if he puts, but if he puts four rounds, it's kind of like Kazir. Like either one of those guys puts four rounds together, they're playing solid golf right now, and and they could win. And that's why it's gambling. Of course, you put a little money on them, but you know what, like. So like a he's Hoffman, a good he's a good pick. Yeah. So like he Hoffman competed very. He almost beat Spieth at the Valero. Yeah. So up like a Hoffman, I'll put, I'll put money on him to win. I'll put money on him for a top twenty. Both. 
um, some of these guys in the mix, I might just put a top 20. Some of them I might put, you know, to win or top 20. That's just kind of how I'd, I roll. These long these long odds guys, I love putting, like, my $23 bet on list and Kazir to win 2000 bucks. It's awesome. And if they win, it's it feels great. Hoff, I've heard uh, Mickelson talk about Hoffman. He says, like, when you gamble against him, mm-hmm. he's – like he's like the best gambler for golfing out there. He like steps up and like Mickelson knows like oh fuck. So for regular listeners to the podcast and regular listeners to or followers of Instagram, I, I please comment if you've seen what I've been doing on Instagram with these guys' shirts and the logos on their shirts. If you've noticed it. I I would love to nobody's commented yet on how I've added logos to their shirts because I try to kind of like bury it in there. But the logo on uh, Hoffman's shirt this week um, that I added, Golden Nugget. Because <laughs> he is. He's a freaking gambler, man. He is. He's a freaking gambler. He, so you know that too. Like, oh, oh, hell yeah. He's, he's, in, he's from Vegas. Or he lives in Vegas. But that's what, that's what Mickelson says about it. And then okay. he says his game gets better. I believe that. I believe that. Anyway, I love. I would love Hoffman to win. I actually, he's just kind of. He's actually one of those guys that's kind of casual on the course. He's actually kind of fun to watch. I, I just like, not that he has like a swagger about him. I mean, when he had the long hair, he was kind of weird. But like, to me, for whatever, he seems like a guy you could totally hang out with. I but don't know. he, but he, the guy hits it far. Oh yeah, like real far. Got game. <laughs> Yeah, like game. real well, game. All these guys have fucking like game. he has like real game. Oh, he's good, like, dude. He's he's just he's one of these guys, and you could put him in the same category as like Finau or Connors. You just I feel like he just can't close in some of these bigger events. And I'm like, my my comment here is like, you know what? He's due for a big W, and, and this would be a pretty big W for him. What does he have? Five wins, something like that. It's hey, that's plenty. It's Ricky Fowler, right? I mean. People thought Ricky Fowler was the next coming of fucking. Yeah, he's no Jordan Spieth, huh? He's no Jordan Spieth. Well, that's those two. Should, should we? Should we just those go? two? Those two are in the same. Should, should we just transition right now? Mm. It was a good comparison of Jordan Spieth is probably JT Justin Thomas. You know, like JT, he thinks he's as good as Jordan, but I don't think he is. I don't think he. I think, like, when JT's on, I'm just I'm transitioning fast. Yeah. Because Ricky doesn't belong in the conversation. With those two, he doesn't. Do you agree with that? Yeah. With no. JT or? No, both those guys are elite. Yeah. And, and Fowler's very good. But you're, you're right. He's more in the category of Hoffman. Exactly. So, and I love Ricky. Great. Great person. Great kid. Great person. And, and, and so is Charlie. He's actually, and what's crazy about it is like, and he can beat though. Like Ricky can beat JT. Oh yeah, and Jordan because oh, yeah. he can get in their fucking head. But he's just, he's just not as good. No, he's just not. It well, and, and one, Jordan drives the ball like a dickhead. Well, the the biggest, but here's the biggest thing where I feel like if you look at, um, I I could make the argument. That Ricky is just as good a putter as Jordan. For a, for a sh- really short time, he was, maybe he, like a year and a half. He just his he's erratic, and like he just 
he, he forces himself to get up and down so much that he, he's probably one of the best putters inside 15 feet that you'll ever play against. Well, the putting stats for the last two years don't say that. But, Prior, yeah. he was incredible. Well, like, he was the best putter on tour so in, where, in, in 2016. So where I'm going with this is that if, you, if we're talking about these three guys, I feel like Rick, and this happens with a lot of professional golfers, really any golfers as they age, you, you, I think you have a tendency to slide into getting mechanical with like how you think about your swing, how you think about your stroke, how you think about like things like that. It, you're a mechanical golfer. You always kind of have been. You are. And Even though I don't feel that way. I, I know you don't feel. I it's know. all feel well, to me. You, you putt differently. You, putt, you, you don't putt like a mechanical golfer. It's just the way you swing your club. But You think I putt more like? You putt more free-flowing and, and like feel. For sure, yes. It, it looks more natural when you're putting, and it, I can new, tell have, it's just a feel thing. Have you seen my new swing this year? It's it's not as less handsy. It is. It's that's not as mechanical either. Keep, keep going. Yeah. back to your thing. But my I where where I look at all these golfers as they go, and I think what what happened with Jordan, especially as he was winning, and then obviously when he kind of got into his slump, I do feel like he he had a lot of voices in his head, whether they were personal or coaches or professionals being or like or whatever but saying like hey you need to hit it further or you need to do this in order to compete or you need to do that in order to compete better or be more consistent and what ended up happening is what what gets these kids on tour is not mechanical what gets these kids on tour is some fundamentals i'm not saying like it isn't there isn't some fundamental teachings that somebody gave them. I mean, Justin Thomas is probably the most mechanical of those three that we've put in this little triangle here. However, um, Justin Thomas is playing the best when he's playing more by feel. And clearly, Spieth, when he is just like trusting what he's doing and uh, playing by feel, can't beat and, him. And, and when he's putting by just total trust and feel, he's unstoppable. And when Rick played his best is when you could, t like, he made the golf swing, in my mind, it, it was so, his golf swing is so athletic looking, just because he makes a different turn, the club's in a different position. It's almost, it was almost, it's almost like too natural. It's like Bubba Watson, like, just, I just make it happen. Ricky's, Ricky's swings, it's his, I think it's, it's, that's where his pro biggest problem. It's so flawed with how flat it is. It is, but when he was making it work, nobody was freaking working with him and telling him he had to make it different. Yeah, and he just kind of trusted what he did, and that he trusted probably his putter more. But now he's got he's he's old now. He's he's got too many bad. He's not fucking old. He's like fucking thirty one. He's older enough. Meaning, he, my where I'm going with that is that he has more. Dude, he has more. He has more. Uh, What's he, he has more clutter up he in just, his head. But he, he's got clutter but up But he's there. always had that, you know, I don't know how to say it. He just never had that, like, kind of like, I'm fucking coming for you. Focus. Yes, the focus. Like, I'm coming for you. Which mentality. we were talking about earlier, too. Focus. Like, Phil. But Phil even said he lost the focus. Back, look, we gave Ricky his, like, he's just not there. And I love Ricky. I do. But I He's just not compared. Big, big, big fan he, he's of not. Rick. He's not compared to JT and Justin. Nope. I mean, and, uh, Jordan. He's a. I'd put him in that second. So my question second is second tier player. 
Yeah, he's he's second. Charlie, team. he's better than Charlie Hoffman. Probably he, no, yeah. he, he is. He's better than Charlie Hoffman. Well, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. He's in the. I, I put Charlie Hoffman as a second tier player. I just do. I do too. But, but I think. But I think. But what's Ricky's crazy is like, that. would you put Tony Finau in second or first tier? No, dude, he's fucking won one tournament. He's not but, even Ricky. But how many top tens and top twenties has the guy had? Yeah, but that okay. Look, we got then we have to we have to change that how rating. we're measuring. Yes, yeah, change it. Not just about wins. Because Tony would be a, like a guy you just wouldn't want to play one round against. Oh hell no! So if we had one round tournaments, Tony Finau might have win like <laughs> fucking them. everything. <laughs> That's a good point. It's just the way he is. Well, yeah, he just has like. I don't know. He has mechanical flaws. I think that gets in his head or something. But back to I want to go back to the the JT Jordan comparison. Mm-hmm. And I look. I love. I like both those guys a, a yep. ton. And I yep. JT JT. I like his mentality. He's just like quiet. He just fucking you know. If he gets pissed, he's shy. He just kind of like you know moves on. JT's got what eleven wins too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan's got twelve, something like that. And I'm, you know, he's I'm got not, three. The only thing he's we've talked at, about this. We don't have a data. We need. I don't we know. need a third data guy. So, but, but I've got. I, but he's got three majors. Yeah. So that's where he feels like. Okay. No, he doesn't feel like that. I feel like that. That he's got a well, little JT bit of an got edge. What two? One. 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 He's got one. Yeah. And he hasn't competed much in the others. Like been close. So I want to. I'm trying to figure Play, what players, what gets all players' what, championships not a major, right? No, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, I'd throw that in there. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, what is it with JT like that is not like when he's not in it, he's not in it at all. I think it's mechanical. I think if you look at his swing, he there it's it's a it's there are positions. I feel like he's trying very to like, hit. I feel like there's certain positions he's trying to hit in his swing, and it's not as free flowing. Um, kind of Tiger esque to a degree in that in that sense, which is hard to do that kind of comparison too. But I felt like Tiger at times could get mechanical, but he obviously had a ton of success with it. So it's like you can't argue against it. Uh, Greg Norman, another kind of what I felt was like a firm mechanical kind of guy, and, and Nick Price, whatever. I mean, I like, like what I you're could, I like what you're doing, right? So who would you compare? And I've got my two in mind. So, who would you compare Justin closest to of the old school type golfer back, you know, 30, 40 years? Any other comparison golfer? And also Jordan, too. I've got mine in my mind who I'd compare both those two. God. Um, well, I kind of just threw out, you know, uh, Nick Price and, and, um, and, 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 and well, and, and even uh, Greg Norman. And, and to a degree, Tiger. So, you know, Greg, probably more Greg Norman. Nick Price has such a fast tempo. I, I, I don't think uh, Jordan, or I mean, uh, Justin's tempo is that fast. I'd probably put him more in like a, a Greg Norman, um, Tiger Woods swinging out of their shoes. Like, mechanical, but like, go after it kind of thing. Like, two, those two guys kind of, that, that Justin Thomas reminds me of that. Um, Jordan Spieth. Unique swing, um, you know. 
really is a, a kind of an odd finish. I'm trying to think of a player that. There's, dude, you got to know. You have, you have to come up with this guy. I know you. You will. Man, I'm drawing a. No, just I, I'm just I'm, I'm dude. I'm don't cycling. don't an, don't answer a guy unless you get married to it. Yeah, I'm I'm cycling through players so, and I'm just not feeling it right now. I'm like I'm like no 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 no. Tom Kite maybe? No, Tom Kite was kind of mechanical. I um, I look at Tom Kite more like JT. Yeah, Tom Kite was too mechanical. Um, but I do agree. Probably uh, Greg Norman's probably the closest for JT. Yeah, but just the way he fires the ball. But the the closest guy to. Jordan Spieth is Seve. That's the closest guy. Short game, short game, unique, really just a different swing. The timing was different. The tempo was different. Well, he's playing with different clubs, different era. But the I, way I they played it. the game, dude, it was so I, erratic. I see it. It was so crazy, but I he, see it. he just knew how to fucking play it. Yeah, I see it there. Who would you say has had a better short game in the past 10 years than Jordan. Oh, whoa. Short game? Yeah. Or just putting? Short game. Overall. I mean, because I include putting in short game. Tiger. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, <laughs> that's... And I don't even like Tiger. Um, I, well, I don't like Tiger for other reasons. Not because he's not great. I mean, like, I have a problem with greatness, but that's a whole other personal issue. Um, I uh, better short game. I mean, Phil's got a great short game, just not actually. Phil statistically isn't hasn't been as good a putter though, so like that throws it off. Because he has that. What the hell? The putter is he using now? Some custom. It looks like a putt putt putter. Uh, it, it it's an old blade looking. Putter. It, it looks like putt putt. I've I mean, got I've got one at home. Phil Wilson. Phil Phil's amazing though. He's amazing. Incredible. I mean, to win a major championship at 51. He did nothing, and that was the less flashiest major I've ever seen. You know, what's funny about it is the PGA has been deemed as like a, you know, the, the, the weakest of the four majors. I had more fun watching that final round with him coming down the stretch and... But that's the strongest field, by the way. Correct. any tournament but, but yet, But yet... It it gets it always gets ranked fourth out of four, as far as like people the people's favorite major. But I tell you what, that venue, the way that course played, the way the wind made these guys think, uh, how challenging it was um, for the players, whatever, what have you. How how Phil made his way around the course and didn't you know tried to make as few mistakes. Like I don't know. I there were a lot of golf Twitter right after that was like, was that more impressive than Tiger in 19? Which one, which one's more impressive? And, and I was like, I actually think Phil's was. And, and not because Tiger's wasn't great, but you look at the field, you look at the golf course being one that they don't play every single year. You look at how, um, I, I mean, to me, like all these factors, the fact that he's 51 versus just coming back from being a douchebag, like I, to me, I'm like, I, I, I like, I, I'm like, 
don't don't get me wrong. Like when when Tiger won, I was like I was like, and I'm not like I said, I'm not a Tiger guy. I'm not a Tiger fan. I'm not a like Tiger fanboy. And when he won, I was like, I can't believe. I was like, I can't believe it. But I was even more so. I can't believe Phil just did that. You know what? To me though, is like, I I just expected for both of them to win. These guys are the greatest, dude. Dude, that was an awesome statement right there. I expected it. I really it's everybody's like that, but you remember we could probably go back to podcasts where I say Tiger's gonna win again. Yeah. Yeah. And I maybe even said Phil again. Yeah. They're the best. They're so good. They're the best. And and I this is where I love this is why I love golf though. It's it's such a timeless I got in like a little Twitter freaking back and forth with somebody today. And it was so we've been talking about decade before we got on. And, and so Fawcett and decade, he's got a guy, Lou, who his his stats guy. So I follow Lou and then they do a podcast with another guy from like England or whatever. And I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Sorry. I'll come up with it in a minute. But so Lou tweets out a statistic and he says, you know, um, at 80 yards, the average distance from, or sorry, uh, pros hit within 25 feet of the pin 21% of the time. What? The average pro at 80 yards. That's that's wrong stat. Okay. No, I don't believe that. No, here's the thing. I Here, don't believe that. No. This is Lou. I've I've looked at these stats. That's not right. All right, I'm gonna pull it up here. Eighty yards, twenty five feet. At, on average, they hit within. 25, oh, within within okay, all right, within twenty five feet. What's only, the average? Only proximity? twenty, only twenty one percent of the time. No, this is the 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 point of this being is that everybody needs to manage their expectations. So we were talking earlier about like picking targets and how bad shit gets into our head. So when bad to try to block out bad shit from your head, you have to manage your expectations. So for example, we're talking about teeing off on the 15th hole. If you knew going into the 15th hole, if you had the data over all the rounds you've played at our club for the last four years, and you knew that, um, let's, let's just assume you've played, uh, 80 rounds here. Look, look, 100 for round numbers. How's this sound? Let's assume you've played 100 rounds here. How many times do you think you were in the fairway? How many times do you think you were blocked it right? And how many times do you think you hit it left into the shit or worse? I probably got a decent idea. Okay. A decent what do you think? What do you think? Give me like a, give me three percentages, right? Break it into three percentages. Like good shot, Block to the right, shitty shot, shitty shot right, shitty shot left. Probably ten percent left. Okay, fifteen range. Okay, ten to fifteen. Yep. Probably twenty-five right. Okay, like not out of like in the water, but like right, but, but like a block. Shit, a block. Yep. And probably like yeah, definitely probably under fifty in the fair, fifty in the fairway maybe. Okay, so if if you and this is where Mickelson. Uh, this is why this trans. This is why this stuff transitions from the pro game to the amateur game, and I think it matters. If you take 
that percentage, and you actually really, if you actually tracked that over those 100 rounds, or over your 20 rounds this summer here, or 50 rounds this summer here, or whatever it is, okay? If you actually track that, and then moving forward, as you play golf, every time you play here, or every time you play really anywhere, and you start to really, like, just believe the expectations that, like, well, two things. One, I'm a good golfer. You're a fucking zero, okay? You're a scratch golfer. So if you're a scratch golfer and 25% of the time you miss right and 10 to 15% you miss left, but 60% of the time you're in a good spot. And if you just go, you know what? I'm going to pick a target, and I'm going to know that i got a pretty good chance it's going to be good. The potential of obviously you maybe hitting a good shot hopefully goes up. But then two, mentally, you're, you're comfortable with the miss because you know that shit's going to slip in every now and then anyway. It has to happen. It's going to. And you not, look. But, you're, but now, because you know the data and you know the statistics... Hopefully, what you won't do is compound on it. Be I like, love that. Right? I you aren't going to go, that. you're like, you know what? Shit. That was the one out of 10 swings. The, the one that you hooked left into the shit. You're like, dude, that was the one out of 10 swings I'm going to have on this hole this year. Perfect example. You know, going into our, <clears throat> I was playing well, going into a hole 14 on easy par three. I hook one left when that flag left. And it's on a hill. Yep. You're dead. You're jail. And I tried to get cute and end up doubling the hole because I tried to, you know, chip it perfect. And you left it and you had to chip twice. Exactly. Yep. So I go into 15 and I'm thinking like, oh, I got to try to make this up. I'm pissed and you're kind of tense. You and try to like, bomb one. Yeah. And you're just like, you, you make. I'm going to rip it. You don't, you're not staying in your state of mind. Like pick your target. Yep. Move on and fuck it. Yep. Get your par, and I didn't. I, didn't I my mindset was not as calm. Nope. You, so you, you went, have to, in, you you went have into to the re- mindset of get it back, and that's you not, that's, have to reset. Mm-hmm. And just like look, that's back behind me. Yep. That's you know it happened. Yep. You know, like you said, like your percentages are better. Yep. And you pick your target and go. Dude, I and I I think I mean we're gonna kind of come full circle. I th- I do think the guys that are playing at the best of their game right now are doing that better all those in the mix guys that i listed off earlier they're all dude they're all picking good targets they're mentally stable they're playing good golf maybe they're getting a few bad breaks here and there maybe a few bad drives are slipping in every now and then and they're getting some shitty lies and that shit that can end up meaning a stroke here and there but they're that's why the difference between a guy who finishes in the top 20 versus the top 10 literally is like a bad lie or two in the rough. <laughs> it's crazy. So I heard, <clears throat> so like, what you're saying right there, like hit home, like what, what Jordan said when he was coming down the last few holes, and he's, he actually even was talking to Dottie Pepper. He's like, I just, you know, he's like, I'm doing everything I can. I just don't have it today. <laughs> He used that word. Don't. He just, just said, dude, then fucking hit a seven iron off the tee. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Get in the fairway. Right. Who gives a crap? Yeah. You know, change it up. 
And I think like him being dude, people forget he's only twenty seven years old. I know. He's good. I mean, he's only tw- so like he's still making those. As soon as he gets out of his way, you imagine what that guy can do with his like way he can putt and do I, those I, things. I love. Here's the thing. This is why Phil won. I love field players, and Jordan is a field player. Um, you know, I, hey, I, I, I so was lo- Tiger. I loved watching. Well, Tiger around the greens is a tremendous feel feel player. Dude, he have you ever seen that? Like, so Tri- one, Tiger with long clubs in his hand is not a feel player. So Tiger, um, one you, of the players, get, get him the, inside 150 yards. Best field player. One, one of the best. Uh, one of the kids I coach, and I've actually known this kid since he's like a freshman. Till now he's a senior, and uh, <clears throat> I can say his name. His name's Hunter Cook. He's yeah, he's grandson of the mayor of our mm-hmm. Westfield. Great kid, um, and maybe he'll listen to this and he'll like it. But um, you know, he's like he. We're sitting there walking down the fairway, talking about just golf. It's just awesome. Like just you know, we're talking about games. He goes, and he's asked me, he just asked me, he's like, so how do you, like, in your shots, like, what do you do? And we're talking, like, if you're a field player or a mechanical player. And I said, look, everything comes out of me. It's like how I feel my hands. Like, everything to me is my hands. Mm. It really is. Because you always said I'm a hands, but I feel mm-hmm. like your hands are connected to your club. That's the most important mm. part. He goes, that's exactly, like, there's a YouTube video. It's like, Tiger is the most important part to him is how he feels in his hands if he's going to play well. Mm. And I've never seen this video. It's YouTube. Maybe you have. Well, he goes, like, Tiger comments, like, his hands are so important to him when he's playing golf. Wow. Like, how he feels in it. Interesting. Isn't that weird? And I've never seen that. that, um, Not weird, but isn't, like, if I know my hands are in right spots, right places, and I'm not using them too much, or if I'm using them, like, the right way, I'm going to play good golf. I'm, like, the almost the polar opposite. When I'm not focused on my hands, I play my best golf. It, it's not so bizarre, but but it's not even, <laughs> but it's not even like, but it could be like I'm not using my hands. No, I I mean I get that, and maybe that's maybe that is part of my focus. Like if I am focused on my bit, what I call my I'll call my big muscles, right? So you got shoulders, chest, back, right? Like if when I'm focused on that, controlling my my turn and my swing. It's the most natural. And I think it's because my arms and my hands swing more freely. And so then I'm not focused on my hands. So when you think about a release, release. I, I never where, think about a release. So, but, but when you do, where is that coming from? Like, where do you think that's coming from? Um, arms more than anything. Really? Yeah. It's so like Jack. Like He's like, you couldn't release early enough in your swing. Yeah. And he's always talking about your hands. Yeah. And, like, and Tiger's talking about his hands. Yeah. Like, to me, there's something there, like, that, like, connected with me. Yeah. Like, it's not, like... Well, the, it, it, dude, if anything, as we've come, if, if we're going to take this full circle here to a degree on where we started with um, talking about gambling to talking about great players to talking about whatever, um, every single player, and this is why this game's so awesome. It's awesome. It's great. So awesome. Is that... Everybody thinks about it differently. Everybody's focus on whether it be a swing thought to how they hit a shot. What 
everybody's a let's little do bit some different. research like next time. Let's go like let's take like the top five that we'll both agree on to like do yeah. some research. I bet you Ben Hogan didn't think about hands. Nah, I I don't know. Could be wrong. Maybe maybe. But You're right. Think, we almost have to read that book, right? Whatever his swing book is. I've read it. He he he's big on grip. Grip is the number one thing to him. But that doesn't mean necessarily mean you're 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 focused on your hands. Yeah, grip is huge. Yeah, like I mean, for me, I'm like I'm focused on big muscles. I'm focused on target. That's but, what I do. But like even with putting, and I was at, I was asking you earlier, and I said we should roll this into the pod. But you know, when you're thinking about putting, you know, I, I don't think about my hands definitely in putting. I try to take that away out too. I, I really try to focus on big muscles there, like shoulders. Um, putting, I don't think about anything. But I, I more than anything, so I, t- I think about two things. I think about shoulder stroke, and I think about my spot, and that's it. Well, it, putting to me is like it's so target oriented. Like if you're hitting a golf shot, approach shot, or off the tee, you don't have to be like insanely accurate. You just need to get it in like in the spot. You need to get in the green, and you need to get it in, in the fairway. With putting, no, that's that's like. You have to be exact. So I'm just like super focused on that spot. Mm-hmm. Like it has to hit that hole. I just imagine like rolling over the end yep. in that hole. Yep. And that's why you're a good putter. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, maybe I should think about that. And I'm just talking out loud. Maybe you can give me some feedback. Maybe I should think about that in a fairway or a green. I don't know. I mean, Harvey, Harvey Pennick would basically tell you i mean one of the things did you ever read that like I the little, little little red books right yeah, in the other room yeah, right so i mean you know harvey was all about focusing on small targets that was like that was a huge thing for him like pick the smallest target you possibly can kind of thing because bob rotella too yeah it is and 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 i've been really thinking about that as well and that you know to me that's just focus right like you you get on a driving range and it's you, it, again, there's there's no pressure, right, and whatever else. But like, I try to pick very specific targets on a driving range. I do I, too, and I get pissed off when I don't hit them right. Like on even with a driver. But I've also learned, and this was actually a funny thing that uh, Decade Fawcett kind of shared in his deal. He's like, I asked uh, Jason Day back in 2007 to hit 20 drivers off of a tee on the range, and he's like, we tracked it through a like track band or whatever his dispersion on the range how wide do you think it, from left miss to right miss how wide do you think he that was picking the same on, target on the range trying to hit it at the same target how wide do you think that miss was i mean you so you're asking the question it's got to be real small so it's like 10 yards pro golfer on the range nothing to miss essentially 70 yards <laughs> But that's most fairways averages with size. Yeah. He had no pressure on him. Best golfer in the world in 2000. He was like number what? One in the world? Probably in top five at least. Number in, And they asked him to hit 20 drivers. And the worst one to the left compared to the worst one on the right was 70 yards wide. Point is, is like this goes back to managing expectations. Like, and this was a conclusion I came to, which is weird because obviously the decade system does something different. But um, I came to this conclusion just after watching Phil and Tiger, 
And I go, which we've been talking about. I'm like, if these motherfuckers can hit it into the shit as often as they do and be as good as they do, then why the hell am I pissed when I miss a fairway? Well, why am I so pissed when I miss a fairway? It's, dude, it's, it's, it, partly it's up here. It's putting yourself out there, like, playing golf tournaments and, like, just being in a position where you're vulnerable. Uh-oh. Sorry. Con- um, corona. Corona. Uh, <laughs> but I just, like, kind of, I remember what made me kind of think about, like, hey, It's really your these guys aren't superhuman. No, they're not. So when I took like when we took like Tyler Duncan out here, he played with us last year. I could tell at the end of the round when I saw him and I just talked to him, he was fucking pumped. He shot that sixty-eight. Yeah, he was pumped. He was like he didn't. It was almost like he didn't expect it. No. And I was like, okay, you know, and we were and we. we I was for. We still we still still took money off. And I shot par. Yeah, I shot par, and, and I, I was, shot like probably seventy five. I, I mean, like I shot par. I was like, okay, uh, like, yeah. you know, I know my course, and yeah. we were, we came out at shooting birdie. But and, I could, and, and he, hey, by the way, he he came out cold, shoots par on the front with a couple bogeys, and then just lit up the back. But I'm just saying, like a guy like that, we if we play with him, like and we played him enough, you know, maybe one out of like maybe like eighty. Maybe give him a game. Like, you, you could play him. Well, hey, no offense, but based on the way he's playing right now, I think we might be able to get him. Yeah, I know. He's probably <laughs> playing good. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, we think we could take you right now. <laughs> but, hey, by the way, you're still making more money than us. So good for you. Um, I don't know about that. But. And, by the way, I'm, I'm still, every now and then, I'm throwing some few coins on you because your odds are awesome. So, what has he done? Like, the... Missing some cuts. Yeah, he's missing some cuts. Adam Shank. Did he make Shank's plus? made some cuts? He's he's kind of fallen off the last couple tournaments too. I don't know. Actually, he did he play well? Did he play in the PGA? He may have made the cut of the PGA. I know that. I uh, I, I know that Tyler's a type of player though, that he's he's gonna he, he's a guy that's gonna figure it out. Maybe. You don't think he will? I think he will. Could and I'm not saying that because we like him. We play golf with him. I think he will. Well, I, think I, think he'll, I think he'll. I think he'll figure it out. I think any player could figure it out. But I also like. I looked at. He's he's won enough. I, he's won the same amount of golf tournaments as Tony Finau. I I look at a guy like him and I look and a at where golf I look at where the game is going, and I look at a guy like that. We I kept up with off the tee when I hit good ones, and I think. Okay, unfortunately, most of these guys are out driving him by 30, 40 yards right now. Maybe more. So, um, you know, that, that's a disadvantage. So you're putting him in, in into, I don't want to put him in like a Zach Johnson category, but in eras, you know, that's like how Zach Johnson competed back in his era kind of thing. And I'm Zach like, Zach couldn't compete now. It's much. He, he struggles to even, compete at all. It'd even be even his, relevant. But yeah. even, it'd be, even at his A game, I think he'd have a tough time. So, you know, to me, I, I, that's the way I look at it is like, unfortunately, the way the game's gone is that they, they lengthen these courses so much, you have to be able to hit a 320-plus yard drive to compete on par fours. I mean, for God's sakes, I think Justin Thomas last week, there was a 620-yard par five last week, 
or two weeks ago. It was last week. He played last week. It's the longest par five on tour. And he hit driver three wood and got home. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm laying up maybe to a hundred yards. Like even in, if you're best, your best. My two best shots. I'm still probably a hundred yards out. And like uh, to me, I look like the way we play with Tyler. I was like, that's probably where he'd be at. He's hit. now he's still now the way he hit wedges on the back nine from a hundred yards. I, I was like, I'd I'd be in those sh- I mean, shit. The dude stuck shit within fifteen feet every time. That was probably one of my more enjoyable rounds at here at Dude, Tab. just to watch. Watching that. him hit wedges was phenomenal. It was it was cool. phenomenal. It was cool. Yeah, I, I just you actually the uh, the one the sh- I will say, and if he if he ever listens to this, but this the one the most memorable shot I had of his though. Well, there's two. I have two. Fifteen. Um. No, he hit a great shot on fifteen. I mean, he Dude, stuck duh. it. He tapped it. It was like four feet. But th- actually, the one on twelve to me was more memorable because he left it below the hole like eight. He missed eight. a butt. He did miss the butt. Didn't matter. But the the wedge shot, I just thought was. It he just, missed it. I know he did, but the wedge shot was just, and, and maybe because you know, in fifteen, because it's uphill, I couldn't see it land. Right, I was closer than him. <laughs> I. Hey, above the hole. But the I watching his like it was, and I missed but but, too. but the the number one shot I remember because we played the back tee on seventeen. Oh, that was good. That three wood. His three wood approach to that front left bunker, which you know he was basically aiming at that bunker. I just, that was the, he hit that three wood so pure and solid. Like 270. It was, and and then just. I he, saw it too. And that up and down. I agree. And that up and down, he made it look so easy uh, out of that front bunker. I agree. He made it look like freaking nothing. Yeah, well, he, that's, I was like, you do this for a living. Yes. When he, when he hit that, when he hit that three wood, me, me and you looked at each other like this. Like, dude, that's the best three wood I've ever witnessed. It we really both, was. We both and, and and by the way, it didn't hit I was green. I was at I was at Valhalla when and I was there when Rory hit that three wood into number ten. Okay, I was there. I was watched it. I witnessed it in person. But that Tyler Duncan <laughs> three wood in person was still better. We were like we both looked at each other like this. We're like, okay. I was we're, like, we're laying. I was up. like, that's a fucking three wood. We're laying up. <laughs> <laughs> shit, awesome. We're hitting our seven iron. Yeah. Different game, different game. I can't. Did one of us birdie that hole? We might. We might have <laughs> to cut him. Give her fifteen dollars. Did when it died, I was like, God, ah, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know that ten bucks. He handed out. me ten bucks. I was like, yes. <laughs> that's so good. It was, it was ten bucks. It was ten bucks. Yes. It didn't matter. So good. I was like, have you, you assholes? Took yeah. 10 bucks off the tour, bro. No. Raise your Let's head. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> um, all right. So we, we transitioned a lot of places. We kind of went a couple places that I wanted to go to, which was the mental game um, and, and, and what we've been doing. But, you know, so let, let's shift a little bit of focus uh, to um, the golf season with uh, the local, you know, the, the kid, the high school kids. Oh wow! You've had a. I might um, need to get a refill. Well, we could do that. Um, I tell you what, uh, I'm going to pause refill. Okay, back. Uh, quick break. Sorry, um, it it seems like a long time for us. 
It was moments for you all. So anyway, um, so yeah, so I was asking John, uh, we had high school golf season this year, uh, Indiana golf, very tough. And we were talking about earlier. We, you know, very competitive. We should have had Coach on tonight. Ah, Coach would have been great. He would have been, he would have been here in a minute. We just haven't, you know, sorry, it's on me. Um, it, but I don't, I still don't know if we figured out how to do it remotely with me and you here and then someone calling in. Um, we've got to call them on Skype. Mm-hmm. But I, I, again, this goes back to like, we need to get more sophisticated yeah, with we're, whatever we're, we're doing. There. We're there. We should be there, but we're not. We could, we could be. And it really, it's almost the, the better way to do it is we just, uh, for, for all, for us and any guest, I, I think the best way we've found is that you go right through the Anchor app. We invite people via text. They tap in. We do it from AirPods, and it actually always sounds good. But I don't know how we do it. We're good. together, though. Well, we just have to. I think when we have guests, we just have to pass on being together, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that sucks. It does that's suck because we, we like yeah, drinking, yeah. drinking booze Fuck and hanging that. out. So. We're going to, yeah. We're going we're to, we'll figure out a good alternative. We did it. We did it with Sparrow in person. You know, via one Skype of the other kids knew you. Um, was asked about you. That's our. It's a, his, his senior. His name's Colin Nixon. Uh huh. He yeah. knows. He He's knows a, his his dad. He, we used to live across the street from him. He was asked. He listens to the pod. Oh, does he? Yeah. Go. So he was asked. Yeah. So somebody else coach. <laughs> this is fun. This so is maybe just random. You know like, what? Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're I'm gonna get a coach. We're gonna get a coach recap after yeah. sectionals on Monday. Ooh, so we I have like a sectionals. That. I like it. Um, it's less than a week away. And he's probably ready to, you know, our, our names get brought up for golf. Like, what we're doing clearly has touched some circle of people because people bring it up all the time. Well, I mean, there's part, you know, we're, we're both, we're, we both can hold our own in a golf. Like, we can yeah. play golf, and guys know that. Yep. And the kids, like, know that we're I'm playing, you know, golf. They, hey, that matters. Sure. That you can, you actually know yeah, a little a bit, and you're, you can play. You're not a hack. Yeah. And then, um, you know, next we love talking about it. Oh, I mean, and we're not snobby about it. No, I mean, I'm I, not. I kind of am. Well, you you can't be. I'm not. But I give you shit about it, and then you become not. I mean, it's we- well, that's a weird term. Like, I hate to think of myself that way, but like, I, because I'm not, I'm not elitist by about it at all. But like, I do. Hey, man. I like, and we both talked about this. I, I, I like people that care about the game. That's really what it comes down to. And if you want to call that snobby, fine. That's not snobby. I just like people that care about the game. And what bothers me the most is people that p- say that you know they play golf and they they act like they're like whatever you know like. And that's this is not being snobby, but I'm like, there's a there's a fine line there on like caring about the game and playing the game. That, that's it. That's where it comes. And if you want to call me snobby for people that say they play golf, and even if they play it avidly, but they don't really care about the game, like, it's two there's different. No, there's it's no, two different areas. But there's, who do you know plays avidly and doesn't care? Uh, t- dude, there's people that play it just to, like, literally get but, away from their families. Hold on, hold on. You said avidly. There's people that play every week, once a week. But avidly, I I, I accumulate this skill set, and they don't. Well, so, all right, maybe, all right, maybe, Frequent, av- maybe avid frequently. Wasn't, they do. They play once a week, and they never practice, and they just they literally play just to get away from their family. And like to me, and they say they That's play a golf category, and I'm like, 
Uh, if you want to call me snobby for calling those people not really golfers, fine. I, but if if you if you've ever taken a lesson, I will not shit on you. If you've ever gone and just putted for just to practice putting, you are officially a golfer. But to me, those those are like two. Those are two easy check marks. Like if you've ever taken a lesson and if you've ever gone to just practice putting, not gone to the range and then practice putting or practice putting before you play. No, I'm taking like you went to a golf course, you practice putting for 30 minutes or more and then went home. Like if you've done that or if you've ever taken a lesson, in my mind, you're officially a, a, you're a golfer. We're not disagreeing on that. No. But... Those are so gosh, back, that might be but, but, back to hey, back to kiddos. For anybody who listens, sorry, for anybody who listens, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out on Twitter. I'm gonna put this like what do you qualify as a golfer? And like I'm gonna put that as like what other check boxes could there be? But like to me, those are two huge check boxes. And go ahead. Sorry, back to the kids. And you hear us right <laughs> you like to drink and if you're 21, kids. Yeah. So yeah. Drink. <laughs> How about the kids? <laughs> so you know, like boys, like, like Colin, he knew who you are, and he actually brought it up to. Me. He's like, "Yeah, I know Mark. He used to live by us." And I was like, "Yeah, he's, he's like he's he's a good golfer too." Like they don't know you can golf. I was like, "Yeah, he can golf, man." I was like, "You so it's just it's it's been here's like from these kids like so when I started coaching here, they were freshmen, and these kids now are seniors. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like seeing them go through that. I've gotten to know them. They're just they're it's awesome. I mean, and, and usually golfers, they're nerdy good kids. Oh yeah, not nerdy. I shouldn't say that totally. No, they're just good kids. They aren't a bunch of punks. No, they aren't. They're not. Yeah. They're not. A, if you took the collective group and compared them to the collective group of like football, to Baseball golfers, players it's different. Yeah. It's just different. Hey, no. But no. they talk a lot of shit. And they'll sure. do, you know, they're, they like to cut up the same way, but it's just, it, it's probably less violent. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I'd say what I keep getting impressed with is just the quality of golf that's in, in, in Northern Indianapolis. It's crazy. Yeah. It really is. It's awesome. Like, yeah, the, it's awesome. The to watch. Northern suburbs are just. I mean, I told you, you know, what happened. Uh, last week we we played Zionsville. We shot three hundred, and you know I told you we shot three. I was like, "That's average great. seventy-five. That's amazing." You're like, "Hey, that's great. That's a I winning said, score." I said, "But the team we played, they shot two eighty-five, and uh, two just I was dumbfounded." I mean, you you know, but here you need to put this in perspective to high school because. Well, I, I, mean, I coach I, high school golf, and I, 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 I know play. I, I played high school. But I've mentioned this put, before. Put that but in perspective: what two eighty-five is. It, it, it's under par for four players. High school golfers. High school golfers. At all, a, on average. At a, at under a difficult par. golf course. Yes. Not like, I mean, insanely hard. I mean, hard. I, 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 mean I remember when I, I mean, it's been many moons. I'm freaking old now. But, you know, in high school, I remember sitting down having these conversations with my dad. And my dad would be like, hey, you know, if you guys could go out and shoot 300, like that's that's the target. Yeah. Because that that should win you tournaments. That sh- that could win you a state championship if you can do that kind of thing. And the, these kids are playing a different game. They're absolutely playing a different game. Eighty five. So, um, but you know what? That team turned around and shot three twelve last weekend. Yeah. So that's golf. That's golf. That's golf, man. 
Kid shot 66, and then he went to 80. He shot so, 80? Yeah. Sounds in the like next me and tournament? You. Jesus. Yeah, that def- definitely sounds like, <laughs> sounds like me and you. So it's, it's definitely, you know, look, there is in, uh, but I want to focus, like, so Northern Indianapolis has got four teams that are in the top five in the state, but are sectional. Only three teams get out, and those four teams are in there. So it's Garen, Carmel, Zionsville, Westfield. So you got to beat Garen. No, I mean Garen's the best. So they're oh, they're the best. They're they're so good. Really? They're so you got to beat Carmel or or Zionsville. Yeah, yes. take your pick. And I didn't think Carmel was going to be that good this year. Yeah, and they're good. Yeah, they're solid. They they're not like they don't have a guy who can go super low. Yeah, but they're all pretty. They got consistent. guys that can shoot around par. Yeah, that's good, man. They they got them, and mm-hmm. and then Zionsville's got some guys that I, I just I've seen I've played. I was like, what? The, how how is he doing that? You got to get some of your uh, eighth graders to and seventh graders to step up. Well, if we get oh, if we could pull and oh, you know, <laughs> Dude, if, we, if you could pull Caesar and Harvey right now, like we, you totally start them. <laughs> did you see what Harvey did down in Kentucky last week? <laughs> What'd he do? I didn't see He it. shot 68 in a, like, national tournament. Mm. I think he finished, like, but he finished top five. I'm almost certain he did. So you can see what the promise is coming the next couple of years. Oh, God. So, but look, I got, look, my, the guy, we, we just need to make through sectionals here. And if we do that, you know, we got a chance. Yeah. You never know what happens in tournament golf. Oh. And that never nothing ever is like what you expect. And you can you put that in pro golf. Like none of the top guys that had all the odds, except Spieth, was got there. Do you? Th- I mean, look at him. So, you know, I'd say I would say that we have probably some of the best. And I'm not saying this is an exaggeration. Some of the best high school golf in the country. Here in Northern Indianapolis, well, dude, in top in top top twenty top dude, thirty people will, people will tell you that our golf courses here in Central Indiana are some of the best public courses you can play. It's I mean they, like there's there's so many positives for Indiana golf. Like this is except the weather. That's it. That correct. I mean you have like a window of weather that that's that's good. But and 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 obviously the pros don't like come here and play multiple tournaments and things like that but as far as like having accessibility to golf it, it but we have to attribute that a lot to pete uh, pete die um, is a huge reason for that for the quality of golf for the for the, for yes. the interest in golf it's pete die he's influenced so much of it it's dude it's i mean it's how many courses are pete die courses around what, here but it even like accessibility to public courses. Yeah. Well, Suit Sam is a Pete Dye course. Fort. Yeah. Oh, Fort's great. It's a fantastic golf course and it's public. Yep. Plum Creek. Pete Wh- Dye. What about, um, what is, who who designed uh, Purgatory? Not Pete, but per- you haven't played it yet. <laughs> I still can't believe I played it. Dude, we're putting that on the calendar. <laughs> Time out. No, we're, I mean, I'm, I, we're doing this in the middle of the pod. Do you like it? Dude, it's a great golf course. What about Trophy Club? It's fun. Not as fun as Purgatory. It's fun. What would you compare Purgatory to? Wednesday, two weeks from now, Wednesday the 16th. That's state finals. Okay. Not going to happen. So, 
What? Um, so, what would you compare Purgatory to? Is it better than Chatham? Uh, is it more challenging than Chatham? Yes. Um, it 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 rivals. Um, it's it. T- I don't want to. It don't don't take this, but but it it, it rivals Wolf Run. Or would you say Sagamore? Wolf more Wolf Runish more than Wolf Sagamore. Runs tougher than Sagamore, or was it it more Wolf Run than Sagamore? Um, but has similar characteristics. It's like a Sagamore Wolf Run. Like it doesn't have the lakes like Sagamore does, and kind of the water hazards. Um, it, but it's more like that heather, just freaking you know off the fair. And I mean, so many bunkers, crazy. Do you think Sagamore is like? In, uh, look, I think if you're hitting the ball well, it's not an you know. I mean, I think that you could say that any golf course, but I don't think it's like. Near as hard as what Wolf Run. You can't make mistakes at Wolf Run. You couldn't. To me, I look at like a, a course like Sagamore, especially if you don't play it all the time. And I now that I've, I'm a decade guy, and that's one course I haven't gone on the Google Earth and mapped. Um, if I knew where to, if I if I knew if I knew what targets and how far I wanted to hit tee shots at Sagamore, I think I'd actually play that a lot better than I usually do. Cause to me, I I'm stepping up at tees and it's Jack Nicholas design. And what Jack does is I think often he tries to trick you into thinking like you should aim at this when you probably should be aiming somewhere totally different and, or don't hit driver. You should probably hit this and lay up and just be fine. So like to me, it's more of a, um, if you go into Sagamore, you should plan your round a lot better. Usually when I end up playing Sagamore, it's because I'm in a scramble or something like that. So it, I don't care. I'm fucking pulling driver every time anyway. But Jack liked cuts too. too. Well, and so to me, that's just kind of where I'm at with this. Like, you know what? I, I, if I played it more often on my own ball and or if I planned the round ahead of time, knowing what tees I'd be playing, I think think you're right. I think you could get around there a little bit better. Um, Purgatory, I've played it enough. I do think it's really fair off the tee. I think you can pick targets. I think if you planned ahead a little bit and you've played it before, it's easier to pick targets. But I do think there's some penalties that you can get your in situations you can get yourself into. It's just a fun golf course because it's um, th- there's a lot of stuff that kind of gets your eyes looking at different things. and. Um, if you can get yourself in trouble, but I, I don't think it's like much harder than Sagamore, or much harder than Chatham. Or I I don't I don't always like I've I've always played well out there, but I don't I don't I don't like that concept when someone says, "Hey, oh, you know, this golf course like is so you know like it's so much harder. You just can't you know it's going to be your bear." I, I think that's bullshit. If you're hitting the ball well, you're going to play it well. I look at it as distance more than I look at difficulty um, often. The difficulty for me is usually greens more than it is like layout of the holes or something like that. Like, like I'm like, if you put me, I know if you're going to put me at 7,200 yards, I know that I'm going to run up against, let's just say four to six holes that are going to max out what I feel comfortable with on an approach shot. 
on a par par fours, right? So you're you're gonna kind of like end up maxing out. And I know on par fives, instead of being up by the green or home in two, I might be laying up to a, a wedge yardage where then I know I'm not giving myself as much of a chance at birdie. So to me, I look at courses and why why I appreciate I think the pros so much is that I look at a lot of these courses and I think, man, distance has so much more of a factor than I think a lot of people give stuff credit to and why I think we also out here come out here and we play like our blue tees from 6,500 yards and it's a fucking joke. Distance is so important. Absolutely. It's, it's dumb. When you, when you have wedges into stuff or flip wedges into stuff, it's so important. It's, it's so much easier. And, and then when you have to hit driver on every single hole, um, because you're playing from some distance and then you still have seven iron or more into greens, your opportunity to score just it just goes down. It just goes down. That's why to me, sixty-eight. Why why a lot of these tour players on these long courses, week to week, on TV they show us the ones that are playing the best that week. By the way, the best that week, they're showing us like the guys who barely made the cut and are shooting plus freaking eight for the week or plus twelve. And, the, and sometimes those are really the names you recognize too. Some and, and you're like. Like, they aren't showing us the guys that shot 76. They're not. You're like, okay, look, Brand Grace who shot 78. Right. He made the cut, but yet he shot 78 on Saturday. But are they going to show him? No. So, but they're going to show you the guy who's making it. So, you, I think that's part of the data that we were kind of talking about earlier and, like, where it gets people's misconceptions and why you were like, really, only, you know, like, of within 25 feet, you know, Really, only twenty one percent within twenty five feet. Like people start think about that. Like, oh, I've looked at those stats for like proximity to hole. Like proximity, but you're like, the reason the average is so high is because, dude, most of the field is not playing good that week. Most of the field is not, and so people get lighten it up, and that's the problem. Like people get inundated with the idea because all you're seeing is the guys who are winning, the guys who are winning, and like. I mean, me and you, like, we've witnessed each other. Like, we're playing, like, really good golf. You're like, not often, but, like, we're, it's, like, incredible oh, golf. we're hitting evergreen. You're, you're making putts when they count. Like, you, when you have a chip, you're hitting it within freaking six feet. Yeah. And right? You're just on your game. And you're on. You're on. It feels awesome. And you wish you could replicate that every fucking time you went out. It's unrealistic. But you though. can't. Well, especially when we only practice once a week and play once once or twice a week. I mean, that's... I didn't practice. I need to practice. I do need to practice. If well, I, when, when I say... when I And what I call practice versus what you call practice is totally different. I go out on Monday evenings and play nine holes, and, and I play two balls. That's my practice. Well, that's good practice. I need to at least do that. That's what I do. Because the course is closed on Monday night, and there's nobody out here. <laughs> I go play nine and... I go play two balls, nine in an hour and a half. So, let's take this. Um, so, back to you know, kitty golf. <laughs> kitty golf, love it. Kitty golf, which I do love. You know, I wouldn't be doing it for this lo- like four years unless I liked it. It's it's fun. You would like it too, but you got fourteen thousand kids. So, I mean, you you, you don't have time. What? When I when 
When Oliver gets to high school, I could do it. It's just it, I I get a lot out of it. I got eight. I got seven, eight years to go. It's fun. And like, if you like, actually, you take an interest. Yeah, you're busy. Love it, dude. It, but I, you, dude, I love, dude. I you take love it, it. You take an interest out of your busy time, and I focus like my busy. Like, look, dude, I can be working on, you know, you know what I work on, and, yep. and what you work on. But I focus my time on them. Like, hey, I want to make you better. Yeah. And I tell them, it's like, look, there's a selfish part of me too. It's like, look, I want a fucking ring. <laughs> I want a ring. I want. I want a state ring. We want to win. Let's go. But. I love you. I love you guys too. Yep. I want you guys to do better. Yeah, be better, dude. I want to, you know, set example, all that shit. Whatever. But that's. I, but I don't like to talk about those things. Like no. coach does that well. Like he's good at like. Coach is amazing. Yeah, he he pontificates and he can set the. But all I do is like, look, you guys know my actions. You know who I am. Like I don't need to like sit there and explain it all. I'll just do it. And, like, we'll sit there and hang out. And we're, like, going through situations. What I love is we get granular, like way you and I do, mm-hmm. like about situations. Uh-huh. And I get granular with them on, like, golf shots, situation. We go there. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, I eat that shit up. Like, I, like, I eat it up. Like, I, I walked. I walked. Uh, I walked nine holes. Well, it was probably seven holes. I got I got to tell. Hold on. I got to cut I, you off. I got to cut you off. I got to tell you a situation. I, I was going to see if you like this situation. Yeah. So, we were. I was. With a kid on 18 on Prairie View. Mm-hmm. He hit a ball right into the woods. Okay. Not good. You know the woods. You've been there before. I've been there before. And you just know the whole, you've been here your yep. whole, a long time. You play a lot of golf at Prairie View. So it's a hazard over there, too. It's considered a hazard, which, you know, yeah, that's why. Yeah, but sh- where did he enter? It, exactly. So, because that that dog lay so hard right, like, so I go, he's in there. We look around a little bit. I go in there. I, I find the ball. It's way in there. And it's actually like a really good lie. And we're actually. Do you know the last bunker on the right? Yeah. Do you know that one on the right? And so, that's you know, it's probably like two six two seventy up. Yeah. It's like directly right at that, kind of down yep. the woods. I was like, hey, um, Nolan, his name's Nolan. I said, Nolan, I was like, what is your ball? I was like, is it say champ on it? He goes, yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't, I'm not coming down. I don't want to find I was like, is it, does it say champ? I was like, he's like, yeah. I was like, well, that's, uh, we like, got a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> I go, I, I go, all right. Come down here. We found your ball. He's like, I don't want to find it. I was like, no, you're coming down here. It doesn't matter. It's a hazard. Well, you can still play it, yeah, if you it's didn't dumb. want to find it. Yeah. I was like, let's say, let's, let's say, come down here. And we got a like a pretty good lie. He can hit the ball, but there's like covered like trees to get out of there. But it's like there's some window there. Yeah. And he's like, hey. I was like, hey, what do you want? What do you want to do? And I'm like, I was like the assumptions, like, look, I think, I think we go for it. I think we get out of here, hit the ball. It's like, hey, I want to drop, because he's like, I think that, hey, um, you know, it's safer. You're not going to be hitting three, lay up, and try to, you know, maybe get, get up bo- and down maybe, for a par, maybe a bogey or 
par. Yeah, yeah a best of par. Like yeah. Absolute best. I'm like, no, fuck. I was a bit, but I was like, look, I'm going to go with you. Like, I think that's about you. It's your choice. I want you to feel comfortable. What would you do? <laughs> it's a 50 50 get out of there. That's the way I looked at it. It's 50 50. So, in a casual round where, well, there's, there's two, gosh, there's multiple schools of thought here. Like, if I'm in Thursday night men's league, I consider that. We were in a match. We're legit. Right? I'm, I'm, but I consider that a casual round. No, it wasn't. It was like, hey, Correct. we're playing Zionsville. Like so, I'm, I'm, so, so I'm going to, this is where the other, so there's, there's Thursday night men's league and there's club championship. Like, the, that, those are like my two extremes, right? Okay. All right. All right. As far as like competitive golf. So you have like, it's competitive, but if I lose and I still have beers, I'm okay to club championship. If I mess up this shot, it, it's impactful. Well, maybe we should think of it the same way. That's my okay. point. So where, where I'm going is where are you thinking? Of, are you thinking of this club championship level because it's a big tournament? I'm thinking of it like it or, should or, be thought the same way. Yeah. That's because I because I used to think of it. I, I'm thinking like that before. Was like oh, yeah. because if I'm thinking like beer league, there's a, I'm going for You're it. You're going like, fuck for it. it. You know what? But that's why I think you should think. So so then of course I've talked about decade today already, and my mindset. So of his club my championship. Mind, my mindset isn't 100 percent convinced on what they tell you to do. But I will tell you what decade says, and I will tell you what I would do. I would assess the shot personally, and I would determine if I think I can conservatively hit it. Like, not superhero shot, but conservatively hit the shot, meaning, like, I really feel like, and, and where maybe your percentage game was pretty good there, it was like 50 50. I feel like if I could have better than a 50% chance of, of executing that shot, I probably would. And I might even analyze a little bit more and be like, you know what? Maybe I'll take a different club and, um, and, and, and make it so that it's easier to hit that shot. Okay. So that, that would be like the typical way I would do it. Now, that being said, yeah, you put me in. Thursday night men's league where I I've only got nine holes and I know I gotta I know I have to get a par or I know I have to do something like birdie or I'm out of the hole anyway. I'm going for it every single time. And then the other polar end of this that I've started to I've got to figure this out because it's data based is the decade stuff. And the data based decade stuff it says you don't hit the shot unless you think you can hit it ninety percent of the time. Wow. Then ninety. Hundred, hundred percent wouldn't work in this situation. Then he, that dude was dropping. So right. So he dropped and doubled the hole. Actually, he tripled the hole. Oh. So here's my point. The worst case would happen if he got out of the woods. He could have dropped again and took one shot. One shot. Yeah. Because he already won the hazard. Yeah. I'm like. I'm like, dude, just. Fucking bust it out of there. Let's go. Yeah. That's so that's like the feeling I had. And it's like Well, when you said 50-50, I love that you said that because it was it, it immediately drew me to the 90% that 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 Fawcett tells you. He said he basically 
he his whole data philosophy is if you can't have 90% confidence in the shot, you don't take it or you basically punch out. You take the the shot that's 90% and so like like I look at when Rory won a couple weeks ago, right? A couple weeks ago. And on the 18th hole, he hits it into the fucking creek with a two-shot lead. In the creek. And he decides, after having a conversation with his caddy, is that the ball was up. He could have, with an awkward stance, awkward swing, he probably could have punched it out to the fairway. But he instead made the decision to drop, by the way, still leaving himself a ball below the feet, below his feet, cut lie in the rough. That's what he decided to do because he felt like he felt like he had a better chance of getting that. Most likely, he probably thought he had a ninety percent chance of getting that up by the green. Which, of course, he puts it on the green and then two putts par or for bogey and fucking wins the tournament, right? But. He probably thought, I have a 90% chance of getting this up by the green and getting my bogey than even getting on the green and getting my bogey kind of thing. And versus the weird lie I had with the weird stance like down further in the creek. So to your point, did your did the kid make the right decision? Would you have done something different? Absolutely different, but it, it's all a perspective on what you think you have a better chance of hitting. Like, do you think, like, you thought it was 50 50 for you, or do you think it was 50 50 for the kid? Both. I really did both. Oh, I re- wow. So I, I looked at it, but you know what? When he made, like, I let him make the decision, though. Yeah. You should have. That was, right. Not, that was I, the right call. Did not. I, I'll back you up on that. Dude, I, here's one thing I've learned, like, after doing this for, like, a few, it's like, you, I, I want. You got it. You got so confidence. Yeah. Well, it's it's no different than you and I being a partner in something. And like, if 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 you're like, hey, what do you think on this? And I'd be like, well, what are your thoughts? Because I'll I'll reverse it on you in a second. Hundred percent. I'll reverse. I'll be like, well, what are you thinking? Because I'm not gonna be like, well, here's I'm not gonna jump in and tell you what I think because what you tell me is gonna influence it <laughs> when I tell you. Exactly. And I, you know, he he wanted to take a drop. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Take yeah. the drop. But and, I, he, and he still fucked but I, it up. But I, but I yeah. wanted him to go for it. Well, I'm sure you did. But he, you know what? He still. I in in the end, the data says he made the right decision. Now, if we were here, here's a here's a flip side. If we were coming down like, and it was like we're state championship, we're state championship, and we're you know a shot or two behind. I was like, we're we're fucking going for this. Yeah. I was like, it's like, dude, there's. There's just no question. Like we're fucking, you're, you're like you. Let's go. But to me, if that's the way that I'm thinking, then that's the way I should be thinking, no matter what. Over. Ooh. So this is interesting. That's the way you should be thinking, no matter what. You know what? This is really interesting, and this is a this is where I've come into um, a, a debate on the data piece of it. A lot of the data these guys um, share on with decade whatever um, are based off of four rounds of golf. Four rounds consecutive golf, or I think professional golf. 
for over um, hundred whatever over seventy two holes. Like de- like the consecutive days, correct? Right? Yeah, it's over a seventy two hole tournament. What is the best decision to make over a seventy two hole tournament? Jordan Spieth should punch out on the eighteenth hole on Friday. Back out to the fairway. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Instead of taking double like he did trying to fucking hit hero shot. Or triple. or I don't know what he ended up taking. He might have taken a seven. What, on the last hole? I think it was on 18 on Friday. I think he took like a seven or some shit. And then he took a... He, and then he went in the water again on the last hole. The Sunday. Point... Well, correct. Me, bad decisions. Because he's like being aggressive. So to your point, it's like, well, being aggressive can be good. Being aggressive can also be bad. The data over four rounds of golf, over 72 holes, might tell you that being aggressive is poor. But in an 18-hole match where your score, like especially on the 18th fucking hole, really matters, you have to... You have to really evaluate, like, does the, like, is it more important for me to get a bogey or is it, does it, in the whole scheme of things, like, should I really be going for par or going, or does it matter if I can even get double? So. Different circumstance, for sure. And and to your point was just like, you're coming down the stretch, down the end, and you're like, you know, you got a tight fairway and like, do you pull driver or do you pull three wood, even though, you know, the data says, you should pull three wood. Do you try to hit? Do you try to pull driver and hit the more narrow fucking target? I, if you're down a shot, I see fucking hit driver. Yeah, like try to hit the miracle shot, whatever. But if you're on Friday afternoon of a 72 old tournament, you're pulling three wood to make sure it stays short of the bunkers so you don't hit the narrow because you, you don't have to hit the 20 yard wide target. I kind of agree with that. Um, it's, it's uh, but, but it I, is circumstantial, I guess, is where I'm. I'm but saying. I also kind of think like, hey, like think like Moneyball. Well, that's what these so, guys do. So, in it, all in all, like Moneyball hasn't worked. In a, it hasn't worked for like, like it has. It's worked for like consistent, like like yes. winning to a degree, but it hasn't worked worked for like a a, a ring. No. It hasn't, and they, and they still haven't figured that shit out. There, there needs to be a movie about that. Yeah, there hasn't been a movie about like figure out like what, why this fucking you know why these guys win. Like at the end of the day, why these guys win because the A's never end up winning well, after that money. Like Moneyball, whatever was made, they didn't. Up, they ended up being like competitive, but they didn't win. Well, Fa- Fawcett's philosophy is that it's luck, huh? Scott Fawcett, decade. His yeah. philosophy is that winning is luck. Shooting good scores okay. is is, is, disi- is discipline. I can accept that. I can accept that. Making birdie putts is luck. Long birdie putts, yes. Yeah. Everything outside of basically probably eight feet is fucking luck. Mm, no, I don't know. If you look at the percentages, it basically is. Outside eight feet? Mm-hmm. I think anything inside like 14, 14 feet, like I think guys are just skilled. 
Like, but then you could say the same thing like Steph Curry hitting thirty foot fucking you know rainbows, and he does it consistently yeah. from different areas on the court. Did you see Lillard last night? Holy shit! What did he shoot? What did he make? He made. He shot. 50, he had fifty five points. He had a game He's tying. A freak. Game tying fadeaway three to put it in overtime. Game tying three to put it into second overtime. Like, dude, dude's dude's a freak. Dude, th- so it sucks. Good. It sucks. The NBA sucks. I know. So fucking bad that that guy. He is a superstar. Oh, he is an absolute yeah. superstar. Yeah, he could be like, uh, but you know what? No one's gonna give a fuck because NBA has gotten to the point where. There's not a lot of. I just don't watch anymore, man. I put I put it on last night. We used to watch it like together. Dude, like, we used to watch pods. it, dude. We used to watch it religiously. And now, and part of it's Pacers aren't in the playoffs. Whatever, it's fine in local, whatever. But you, dude, NBA has a problem. They do. They have a they have a they have a fan problem. How do they keep generating the money? That's what I don't know. TV contracts. <sighs> you got your TV contracts. There's, there's a actually a pretty decent international following for NBA. So, well, let's sum this shit up. Let's turn this. Let's yeah. let's let's turn this out. Good pod. We're gonna do this again. Um, no, in, enjoyed catching up, John, and and just talking banter, golf. Clearly, between <laughs> February and now, a lot has happened. Um, we went on a golf trip. Between February and now, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what else? What else happened? Do we not talk about? I won ten thousand dollars betting on Max Homa. We didn't okay. talk about those that. Are other, those are other. Those are. Those pods. are another. Right. Like, let's see. What else? Um, those are teasers. Let's see. Uh, oh, I won the uh, for the second year in a row. I won the best ball tournament, but with a different partner this year. That was pretty good. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, I was with you. Yeah, and you were with me. Um, and you and I, by the way, if we were partners, we would have won it. <laughs> we would have beat me and my partner. Um, that that that's fascinating. Um, yeah, dude. Not I'm really fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, I don't know if it's fascinating. Fascinating to you and me. <laughs> I mean, we both play good golf. That means we both play good golf. We're both you and I are both zeros right now, um, which is great. Yeah, I mean. Um, for not for money, but no, I I mean I pl- I'll play a scratch game. Yeah, if you want to play for with fucking strokes, I'll give you one aside. That 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 is it. I don't care what your handicap is. I'll give you one aside. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't want to play you. Maybe maybe two aside. Um, hey, we got a lot of topics to talk about. We do uh, a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff. Uh, clearly, we want to do some more and. Um, Thanks, More guys. to come. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we we did drink. By and the by way, by the way, it's my birthday today. Oh uh, yeah, happy birthday Love to John. I, I know he mentions it, but I was gonna say uh, we drank uh, a couple things on behalf of John's birthday tonight. E H Taylor. We had an E H Taylor, uh, small batch, highly recommended. <laughs> Widow is, Jane, age ten years. These are like the best bourbons. Highly <laughs> highly recommended. So these are our quick bourbon reviews. I was gonna mention that in honor of John's birthday. Happy birthday to John. We'll you guys do, enjoy this. We'll do, a, we'll do a review coming up. People like that. And uh, go out there, hit more green, just score better. See you. Bye.